What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. We're here, baby. I'm Chris Stefano, aka Chrissy Chaos, um, aka Chrissy Butt Cheeks. Vito is in the building. He's on the ones and twos. He's got John, who he says is his friend, but I think he might be a secret lover. <laughs> They're going to Italy in about six hours, where our guest, Heather McMahon, met her husband. Yes. Right? Didn't you? <laughs> Uh, we met actually at a gay bar up on 54th Street here in New York. Okay. But we are going to Italy actually in two, three days. Well, you so got we'll married in Italy. I met. We got married, married in, Italy. in Italy. Yeah, we got Sorry. married in Italy. Yes. You got married in, You met him at a gay bar. Yeah, I met him at a gay bar in right. New York. Yeah. I was there too, but it was it's something yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. He was hanging. We were hanging out, and I was like, look at how great Heather is. Yeah, you guys were blowing each other in the back. Yes. And then you heard there was a hot blonde in the front. Yeah. Why was he in the gay bar? Because his cousins, he's born and raised in New York, and he's got like two uh, other very Italian cousins, and they're brothers, and they're gay. And so so they went out. They went, all went out together, and mm -hmm. they said, "We want you to meet our girlfriend Heather. She's fun and fantastic." Jeff walked in the bar, and the first thing I said was, "Oh my god, that's who I'm gonna marry." And our other mutual oh. girlfriend was there, and she said, "Who?" And I pointed at him. She goes, "Jeff." She grew up with Jeff. This is my best friend from college, and she was like, "Jeff Daniels." I was like, "Yeah, that's who I'm gonna marry." And then yes. that, the rest is history. Jeff Daniels, and you know. Um Heather's husband and uh, if if do you post about him a lot? Yeah, I do. The, the yeah, fans yeah. know. So if you yeah, the yeah. fans know, if my fans aren't sure, he looks like um, <laughs> country singer Luke Combs on Ozempic. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how I describe him. Great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's uh, gonna kill himself later. So yes, yes. Yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, hey, yeah. listen, if you're gonna do it, live stream it for Heather's career. We need to sell out more shows. We do. Um, we do. So so okay. So yeah. wait. So first of all, I just yeah. I need to say, and I'm sure this happens to you a lot. Vito, you know, we, we, Vito's great, great producer. We always, like, it doesn't even matter if it's, like, my best friend in comedy, like uh -huh. Mike Cannon or Sam Morrow, whatever. Right. We always do research. We always do mm -hmm. something. This fucking guy sends me a 10-page beautiful Google Doc on Heather McDonald. Oh, my God. How you motherfucker. Is, how I funny did. is that? <laughs> I did. I opened up. I said, this is not Heather. And, and he was like, oh, shit. I, the wrong Mick. Yes, and Does I got that to be honest you, a lot. Yes, and and the problem is now too. She's like, I think she has some sort of like, uh, she has a podcast that's like all about like pop culture and shit. And she, okay. she went hard on like the Vanderpump Rules. So on TikTok, people keep like tagging me and shit. I'm like McMahon, yeah. McMahon, yes. not McDonald. So, McMahon. Yeah. What is that? Is that his? Oh no. His, why don't you? No. Go, why don't you want to go Heather Daniels? Um, because his mother hates me, and um, also I just did not want to deal with like the DMV or the passport office. I'm a Heather what? McMahon. My dad on his die on his deathbed said, "You're a McMahon." And never change a name. And so I said, I like that. I, I captain. No relation to Vince. No, but I used to tell people all the time in college that Vince was my dad. Right. So at the bars, and then guys would not have sex with me. <laughs> well, they can't anymore. Jeff's, Jeff's filling it up now. Yeah, he Good really is. Yeah, so you yeah, guys yeah. want children. You were just yeah. saying before, you guys want children. Yes. Well, our financial advisor said that we should probably have kids next year. Okay. Um, so I guess that's in you know the cards, because that's how I live my life. Yes, I do want kids. Now, I have like no eggs, so we've gone through mm -hmm. um, a lots of rounds of egg freezing. Okay. Um, so so we're probably going to do it again, which means I'm going to be juiced up on testosterone, probably Ooh, at the top nice. of the year. And it is a wild ride. And Jeff does not want me to do it again because I turned into a fucking monster. So when you're yeah. juiced up on testosterone, are yeah. you technically trans? Uh, that's yes. I actually have a joke about that. I'm like, I didn't realize I was transitioning and didn't even mean yes. to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think honestly, in solidarity, uh -huh. if you're on testosterone, then Jeff should be on estrogen. Um, I actually, he's already soft. He's too soft. So I think he actually needs a little more tea. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I like Jeff's Jeff's uh, you can't see in the corner Jeff 
Jeff has got, he's got really positive energy. He does. He's a fun guy. <laughs> you could tell he's a kind man. He has pink shoelaces. And I think that he was in that gay bar for the right reasons. I do too. And Heather just uh, scooped him up. And I think maybe Jeff initially thought Heather was a man. <laughs> and, 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 I, I have the shoulders. I have the broad shoulders of yes. a, an offensive lineman for the Falcons. Yes. Ab no, absolutely. No, yeah. no, Heather, you're fucking hot. You're sexy. <laughs> and and I like, I've, 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 this is the first time we're meeting, yes. Heather and I. Yeah. And I, I came across you on um, social media. I forgot if it was Instagram or TikTok. Uh -huh. But I was like, I just like this person. I was like, I never, I, I just like Heather. I was like, I was laughing. <laughs> I was like, I just fucking like this lady. I want to talk to her. And then Jasmine, my girl, she was like, uh -huh. I fucking like Heather McMahon. I really like her. So I'm happy they finally came in. So, so now. Well, I like you. Because you and I are both, we giggle. We're silly. We are giggles. You know what I mean? Yes. We're joyful kind of people. Yes. I'm going to bitch and complain, but that's why I've always really enjoyed you, because you giggle. I like to giggle. Have fun. Have you, fun. You, Life is hard. You laugh at the end of the day. Yep. Truly, truly, truly. And I mean this positively. Nothing matters. You mm -hmm. can laugh at everything. You make everything fun. Make yeah. everything a game. Yep. Whatever it is, people get so stressed out about shit. I'm like, why do you care? Why do you fucking Who care? Who cares? Even, yeah. even, even yesterday. Uh -huh. Yesterday. The gas attendant. I swear to God. Yeah. The gas uh, attendant. I went to the... I was filling up gas. And I went to Dunkin' Donuts, which is attached to the gas station. I live on Staten Island. That's yeah. how we roll. <laughs> and and so and so I went in. I had the keys running in the car. Yeah. Right. My you know just me. My kids weren't there. I had the keys running in the car. And I walk in, get my coffee. I asked the gas attendant. I was like, "You want something?" He's like, "No." So I come out, and he goes, "Hey, don't ever do that again." He goes, "Somebody got their car stolen the other day because um, they just left their keys in there." So like, you cannot do that. And my response to him, and I truly meant it. I was like, "If they stole my car." I wouldn't care. I would just take the bus and I'd be like, what a relief. Now I don't have a car payment. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to pay for the car that I didn't need now. Jeff sideswiped my car. I had like a leased Audi yeah. and it was like two days before I had to turn it in for the lease. And he had, it was just taking our garage tight and was being lazy or whatever, was completely sober. And Jeff like, was drunk driving. Jeff, Jeff was drunk driving, yeah. for sure. And he sideswiped <laughs> the car and he's, you know, New Yorker freaking the fuck out. Like, what the fuck? Oh. And I said, Jeff, I don't give a fuck. Were you hurt? No. Then we're going to be fine. Who cares? Road rage? Road, Road rage is the stupidest insane. thing to me. Fuck You're not you, Jeff. gonna. Yeah. If it's not, yeah. I tell my daughter yeah. every single day. I tell both my daughters. Yep. If it's not going to matter in five months, don't give it more than five seconds. Road rage, you will never, ever, 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 ever in your life ever see win. these people again. Let them cut you off. Let them honk at you. Who gives a shit? People get killed and ruin their lives because of a road rage incident. It's the stupidest, narcissistic, reactive thing yeah. I've ever seen. Who cares about fucking road rage? That's why I like to walk. I get my steps in. Yeah, you've got really puffy shoes on. That, these are like the New Balance Hoka's. Yes. Those are like... Okay, <laughs> let me tell you something about these folks. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, my family has told me that it looks like you're wearing high heels. My eight-year-old daughter goofy. was like, why are you dressed like Venetia? <laughs> Venetia is our producer. She's in Greece right now because she just likes to take time off and go to Greece. But she wears these, you know, she's very Soho yeah, house yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Like, hi, I'm fucking Venetia. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes, wearing chunky shoes, boyfriend <laughs> jeans. And so, and so that's what they're like, that's where you look like. And I'm like, shout out. I want to be Venetia. But this, I have a heel issue. I have an Achilles heel issue right here and my doctor said this type of shoe this high heel new balance sneak is good for the heel and i gotta be honest with you first of all shout out my flexibility right well, it's not bad <clears throat> highly holy flexible. shit also can we talk about your ankle is almost as thin as mine i have very I thin ankles i have huge feet but i have thin fucking ankles i don't know thin, if thin ankles you see how nice that is i have thin ankles and a big pussy yes you do <laughs> um, so, yes you do <laughs> so so i um but anyway my heel 
is now the pain was at a nine out of ten. Okay. Now it's like a five out of ten because heel. I don't know if anyone's ever dealt with Achilles heel injuries. Yo. It's debilitating. Like, I can't walk up and down stairs. Like, and I don't know what the hell happened. I just gradually, over time, my heels started to uh, fade. But these sneakers are better. And I've gotten to the point now, Heather, mm -hmm. in my life. 39 you don't give a fuck. <laughs> 39, 39, where I don't care what I look like. Uh -huh. I, I want to be presentable on shows, on yeah. stage. You know, uh, people paid money. You want to look your best. But I'm about, I'm in the comfort stage of my life. I if love you that. think if some kid... You know, points at me and goes, what are those? Yeah. I don't care. I'll say what these are are orthotic sneakers yeah. for my Achilles heel injury, you piece of shit. You piece I of shit. I will not buy your CD. Yeah. So. <laughs> I am, I am, I wish, I, I'm highly confident to the point where, like, it, it becomes an issue for me. But I am, I have had some younger gal fans be like, Heather, what are we doing here? So I got the Nike Dunks. But I, I have to the buy dunk. the men's because I have a wide foot. Yes. And then I was, my jeans were too short the other day. And I had a couple Gen Zers DM me. And they're like. Bitch, not the, the crop jeans, the crop yeah. boyfriend jeans with the Nike dunks. Like, come on, purse, lay, purse, purse no, lay, figure now, it out. How do you, because because you, when did you start stand-up comedy? When's, when did when did that part of your career begin? Well, the first time I ever did stand-up, I was 16 at my high school prom. So okay. that was it. But when I started doing it really professionally, professionally, like making money at it, it was probably like five years ago. Five years ago. And that's yeah. when you started doing it daily. Like, like, yeah. like. Before five years ago, you weren't doing it at all. Uh, yeah. Besides 16, 16 when you did it on a yeah, dare I because mean, I was, yeah. your teacher was you were having could, an affair with your teacher. When I could uh, quit working at like Soul Cycle and my restaurant jobs was probably like maybe six years ago. Okay, yeah. so so you came up in then the reason why I'm asking is because uh -huh. you came up in the era of stand up when social media was already exploded. Yes. So so the reason why I'm bringing it up because I, I started stand up in like 2009, 2010. Social media was just beginning. Yeah. So. I kind of like was already starting to get, you know, some comedy out there, whatever, and not having to deal with immediate reactions from yeah. strangers. So I've kind of grew, grew, you know, my brain kind of calcified where it's like, I don't really care what people say about me right. at all, because I'm like, I put my product out there so much when nobody cared. Right. But standups who come up in this, it's like, you almost feel like, I wonder if you feel like, so much closer to your fans because of TikTok and Instagram. Like, yeah. this is what gave birth to your career. Do you yeah. feel like if someone says something negative about you, does it really bother you? Well, like today, I've, I've been losing my mind because we're announcing the Netflix special and all this shit. Hell yeah, and bitch. Yeah, hell yeah, bitch. Yeah, and we yeah. Spy, we still do support the strike. Oh, yeah, we support the strike. Of well, course, of course, absolutely. I support it, but you we know, support go, it. go see my girl on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've been like, I've just been so stressed out. And Jeff literally looked at me. The reason I got into comedy because I, I adored Joan Rivers. Like, like right. Joan Rivers was everything to me. And he literally was like, what the fuck would Joan do? She would not give a fuck. Yep. She would say, suck my dick. Yes. Get me a fur coat. Exactly. You know what I mean? And drive me to my townhouse where I hold all my diamonds. Exactly. That I say. She that's would what, not care. That's exactly what Jeff said to the guy right before he met <laughs> yes, you at the gay did. bar. Yeah. Suck my dick. Suck my hold dick. Hold my coat. And drive you to my townhouse. Drive me to my townhouse. Yeah, but I had, so I had an interesting thing because I was out in LA doing like UCB and I had like a one woman show because I always did like characters and stand up mm -hmm. and then basically horrific thing in my life happened my dad died all of a sudden I moved back to Atlanta to like help my family 
figure right. out what the next step was. And the joke is, is kind of, well, I mean, it's just like I was living cathartically through Instagram stories. I'd always done characters and shit and put that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It was back in 2015. And then um, my Instagram stories like took off because I used the stories kind of like stand up. I would just do bits all day. Sure. And then it just went wild. But right. I tapped into a really interesting audience because a lot of people who come to my shows, they will be big stand up fans. But then it's sometimes it's like women, especially like the ladies, it's their first time like going to see a stand up comedian. Right. And so I had this whole new right. genre. I had this whole new audience and women spend money and women are dedicated and they come out and then they bring their husbands and their boyfriends and then the guys have a fucking great time. Right. You know, and then it's just be grown into this like crazy thing. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, it it's all about like what medium you're putting your stuff out for. Mm -hmm. So like you you say you would start to put actually the things you were passionate about and your stand-up bits yeah. out on social media. Yes. And then, and then like, oh, it was almost like those were like your open mics. Like those yes. were like your, let yes. me try these jokes out here. And I think that, you know, now like what's happening is I would assume anybody who comes to see you is just they're your fans like it is all about heather which is like what we all want and what is like such a beautiful thing to like only perform for the people you know because sometimes in stand-up stand comics would be like you know oh you know chris you know you you're fine you could do well in front of your fans but what if you just dropped in on a random night at the comedy cellar and nobody knows who you are i'm like I do that, but yeah. also like, what? What's the point of that? I, you want to perform for as many people that fucking know. You want to sell tickets. You know who I don't yeah. want there? My family. Exactly. Okay. Oh, Anybody yeah. else would be nice to me other yeah. than my family, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So I. This is also too. I'm just gonna be real with you. Please I have be such real. an intimidation thing about it too, because now that like I'm on this uh, new platform, I know that there are other people in comedy who are gonna come out and be like, "Well, she didn't come up in the clubs. We don't know her from the fucking store and all this shit." I don't give a fuck, and I'll tell you why. Because I sell numbers, I sell out, and my show's great. And yes. I'm a really good, fun performer. I know that I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. That's fine. Fucking comedy is, is you know, like yeah. pick and choose what you giggle at. Yeah. I don't give a it's shit. It's also, it's a subjective art subjective. form. Subjective. It's like, it's yeah. like you got to understand something, what's going on about, what's going on in stand-up comedy. The, you know, it's like music, right? Like I, for me, say growing up, I listened to Dave Attell and yeah. Colin Quinn and these guys. And that's who I loved, right? And so those are my guys. But now the people who are younger than me, they didn't listen to Attell and Colin Quinn. They heard some, the way that they heard about a comedian was through TikTok or social media. So right. they're like, those are, you're somebody's Attell and Colin Quinn, just like my dad would hit, it was all about Henny Youngman, who right. like, I, that was nothing, it meant, didn't mean anything to me. So it's like, shit just evolves. And yeah. then it's really only time you'll ever hear comedians or other fellow artists, whatever, hate are the ones that they don't like where they're at in their career. Because if somebody's comfortable when they're at in their career, I'm right. like, we all have plenty to eat. Let whomever do it the way that they want to do it. That's about them and their fans. Because the thing is, too, is like other people might say stuff about all of us. Other people right. might talk shit about everyone from Louis C.K. down to me. Like they'll talk crap about anybody. It's really like you're, it's a subjective art form. So it's like if the fans are having a great time at your show and the fans love what you do, that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, making somebody else who's your competition, who's probably subtly jealous of you about appealing to them like i realized like one thing bill cosby said that was that was good that was positive um, yeah one positive <laughs> bill cosby thing is he said i don't know the key to success uh -huh. but i know the key to failure is trying to please everyone yeah so i think about that a lot as i'm putting people to sleep yeah absolutely <laughs>
<laughs> Listen, I decided this year, I said, okay, like, what do you say? Like, okay, go find a new audience. Well, the USO asked me to come do stand-up comedy for the troops. So for, over Thanksgiving, I'm going to fucking Kuwait. I'm going to Egypt. I'm Good. going to Jordan. And I was like, you know, it's just going to be a bunch of dudes in the sand. We're gonna, And, you know, worst comes to worst, if I bomb, I show a titty. Like, that's, that's, what they, that's all they really want to see. Rip a titty out. Rip a titty out. <laughs> so I'm like, let's try some new fucking material specifically driven to, like, you know, yeah. men. And I was like, let's go. Yeah. I know. They, they you know, uh, uh, we have... We, you know, when we're talking about that, we're thinking of Matt Rife. Yeah. People, there are people, you know, in our business, in the stand-up comedy world, that would be like, Matt Rife, he's just does crowd work. It's like, no, 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 listen to me. Matt Rife, number one, has been doing comedy since he's 15 years yeah. old. So that kid has put in the work yeah. in the game. What Matt Rife has done is evolved with the with the algorithm, evolved with the art Smart. form. It's what people want now. It's what he's excellent right. at. And it, first of all, it's more if you go to a show, there is material and yeah. all that on top of that. But what he puts out to get you to come in is the crowd work, which, like we said, is yeah. smart. So it's like anytime I hear someone talk shit about Matt Rife, I'm like, you know you're what? You're just jealous. You're I'm just like, better. you're just jealous because it's yeah. like he's selling a, a shitload of tickets and he's he's evolved. To, so we yeah. all have to evolve. But with that being said, you also have to do, I think, what you want to do, right? Yeah. Like for me... Even if you told, I was putting out the crowd work clips. I was putting out, you know, kind of man on the street stuff. Because I, yeah. that's, I'll be honest, that's what I saw other people doing. And yeah. I was like, I didn't like the way I felt. I was like, you know what? I, I, I've been doing this my way yeah. from, you know, when I started in 2010. I'll put out my stand-up when I have a special. Yeah. I'll put out the clips of my stand-up then. The whole putting out crowd work and this and that. I'm kind of like, if I wanted to do it and I was proud of it, I would do it. But for me yeah. personally, I'm like... I don't want to put out something I just thought of the night before. Yeah. I, I, that's just me. Yeah. But but so so I think it's about like what your integrity is as an artist. It's like that's the main thing. If, yeah. if if you're if you like doing it and that makes you happy, good. Fucking go for it. Nobody can take that away from you. But if you're doing it for the money, that's when I think you run into a problem. So the way that I mean, not obviously Matt Rife's already like selling out arenas, but when I put out my first tour, that's kind of the same thing that happened. It like sold out in two seconds. Right. And my agents were like, holy shit. They're like, I mean, we knew you did stand up, but then there I had to like go prove that I was a stand up. Right. And then I did it and then but again, Matt Rife has you yes. know a very specific audience. Mine was filled with women, and they right. were like, "We've never seen anything like this." And I was like, "Yeah, because no one fucking talked to the women. Right. Everybody was trying to please this other male audience." And I went in, and then now that the guys come, they're like, "This is a fucking great show." And I'm an old theater kid, so I'm gonna give you a razzle, motherfucking dazzle. I love it. Okay, I've got. You're gonna feel shit. You're gonna be dancing. You're gonna have the best fucking time at my 100%. show. It's not just me standing with a spotlight, never moving. Like you're fucking running around. I'm, you, you... I'm like Cat Williams. I sweat like Cat Williams. Yes. I'm like Joe. Rivers and a full bedazzled glitter suit with fur, diamonds, full blowout, RuPaul's drag beat. Like, it's I'm old school, like, old school it. entertainer. And if you go to Heather's show, she might pull out a titty, which will, is what... I, I will absolutely pull out a titty, because, yeah. So let's talk about, because the thing that we have in common, other mm -hmm. than both, you know, we have giant vaginas, G is Huge pussies. Yeah. Wide set, yeah. is we're both... You've already done it, Radio City. Yeah. I'm doing it this oh. this Friday. By the time this episode comes out, I would have already done it. And you guys would know that I did I killed myself on stage. Yeah. Um, fully. <laughs> so which is that was the closer. That was the surprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Blew my head off. So this is in memoriam. This has been fantastic. Yes. So nice to meet you. Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> so but like, do you think like performing at Radio City, was there something different? Because you performed at venues yeah. that size. You yes. know, you mentioned the Fox Theater and other things, but what was different?
different about Radio City? It was the wildest thing. I used to wait tables, and I said this at my over, but I said, I used to wait tables, like, I don't know, on 8th Avenue, you know, a couple avenues over from there. And I said, like, I used to wait tables on all these bridge and tunnel cunts that would come over, and they'd be running to a show at Radio City or on Broadway. And then I was like, and now 12 years later, all these cunts are in the audience paying to see me. It was so wild. And my sweet husband, who was very sentimental, uh-huh. when we went in and did, like, the walkthrough, you know, we were doing sound check. He was just sitting in the audience alone crying. Uh, <laughs> and I was is like, that a side effect of the Ozempic? It is. It's a side effect of the Ozempic <laughs> and the autism. It was. It Jeff is. is very sentimental. I, I, of course, am in show mode, so I'm just nervous and I've had diarrhea you know, for two weeks. He was just crying because he's scared of large open spaces. Yeah, yes, he he's is. an agoraphobic. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> um, but it was, no, it was the wildest thing. I mean, I just, and then when you walk out on the stage, I mean, it's so vast. You're like, I immediately had the reaction like, I shouldn't be here, but I was like, no, fuck, yeah. Fuck this is gonna own be, it. This is the best, it was the best night of my life. But I will say, like, because you already said you've opened for somebody there. Quick, only five minutes, though. Yeah, but it's really wild because they warned me before I went out on stage. They were like, Hey, just so you know, it takes a minute for the sound to hit the back of the room to, and then come back to you. So it took, it was like a delayed 10 second after each joke. You're, it's just, you don't, it, I don't know. The timing is off. So for the first three minutes, like my opener was like, I don't know what's going on. The sound, cause the sound is so vast. It's not made. Like your opener thought they were bombing. Yes. And they were fucking crushing. And so it takes a second for the sound to go back. So once you get grounded and you're like, cause you don't have that rush of adrenaline, you're like, you just have to get grounded and be like, all right. And you get in the yeah. rhythm and you're like, oh shit. It's just, the sound literally has to go. 65 miles out right. to then come back. What time did you did you how early did you get into the venue? Like how much before the showtime? Um I got there at like four. Showtime was at eight, but I also had a little surprise. I came out with dancers. Again, I'm an old musical theater gal. Sick. It was wild. Um and then I the women from the Today Show, so Hoden, our producer, by the way, Vito just walked he out. He walked out. He, he walked like, out. This. He was like, fuck this. Women in comedy, I'm fucking done. Dancers, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I I did a full full show. So and then uh, awesome. Hoda and Jenna did a video to intro wow, me because that's they cool. they gave me kind of like my first platform. They okay. they always bring on the Today so Show. So I want to ask you this question. Yeah. I want to ask you this question. And, yeah. I'm, and you know, listen, it's for the you know Chrissy Chaos fans. I know we, I always tell them we're not going to go inside comedy with other comedians. Just fucking just give me two minutes to ask your questions about Radio City, yeah. and then we'll ask her about e- Russell Brand and shit. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll ask her about juicy shit. Just just fucking give me a second. Two seconds. Just I know. we're bonding. I know. I always I. I always get into like this argument with my fan. They don't, I don't know what they're doing. They could be yeah. having a great time, but I'm always like, I know you guys are mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and so did you feel like you had to do a lot of like, I'll, I'll call it pomp and circumstance, but I mean that in a positive way before this show, because I'm feeling yeah. like I, my manager wants me to, I'm even in my head. Like, do I make a video? Do I do something? But I kind of came to this decision and it might be resistance and it might have been me just being a pussy and not being able to figure out. I said, you know what? I just want this to be about the comedy. I'm yeah. just going to have I'm going to do this like a regular show because the, uh, the the venue itself will elevate my crowd and they'll right. under. So but did I make a mistake and should I think about doing a video? No, don't change anything right now. Okay. I also I used to before I would bring openers, I would open for myself. I would do 20 minutes as a fucking character. Wow. I would do stand up as a character, okay? And then I learned I was doing too much and then yeah. now I just bring an opener. But no, I've always had like video elements cuz people are really like connected to a lot of the characters I used to do. Okay. So I I've always had like at least a 2 minute video that opens my show. Like On any show. On any show. Okay. Even I'll have an opener and then just people so want to can- see the classics and then I 
come out. So yeah. you didn't do anything really different in Radio well, City. Well, no, I did. I did a full, um, I did a full song and dance, and um, no, and then we had the surprise at Hoda and Jenna did a big video, being like Heather McMahon had a Radio City debut. She was just on the Today Show. Like they're just my girls, so they're really That's sweet awesome. to me. But no, I also though again, old, I'm a show horse. I'm a show pony. Okay, so I have a very strict thing. Like I, I set the show, and then beforehand, like I don't let anybody backstage. I do my own hair and makeup. I just get dialed in. I have my routine. I listen to fucking cocktail jazz. It's a great Spotify playlist. Cocktail. I don't do like I. I'm not entertaining anybody before I have to entertain anybody. So I was very in show mode. Interesting. So you mm -hmm. you wouldn't even let your own family in. No, before. I will. I will. But they know. Jeff knows to sit in the corner and like jerk off and went watch Penn State football. Right. Like don't don't. I'm not entertaining, and I don't let managers, agents, bullshit, and none of that is allowed backstage. They can hang out, but I, I don't want to see them. Like so don't you come go to me. another room because I would assume yeah. Radio City it's big enough back there where it's yeah. like they can be in one room but like you at least for an hour before go and settle in on who you yeah, are. Yeah and I, I mean I'm just doing my own hair and makeup and I'm quiet and I do my thing because I learned early on I'd always have people backstage I was like I'm entertaining you because that's just who I am before I need to go fucking entertain all these people. I'm shutting it down. Zapping I'm shutting your energy. It down. Zapping my fucking energy. What did you do after the show? Tell, take okay, us after rented, the party. Yes. Yeah, I rented the Pebble Bar, which is connected to 30 Rock, okay? Okay. And it's like three stories, rented the whole thing out, and I had the wildest party of my life, and I walked home at 7 a.m., fucked up out of my mind, and I stood in front of the marquee that they had already changed to, like, Charlie Puth the next day. Yeah. And I literally was like, that was the wildest night of my life. Like, wow. I walked off stage. It didn't hit me till like, a week later. I was laying in bed, and I turned to my husband, and I go... Honey, did that just happen? It was literally a week later. And he was like, yes, you performed at Radio City. It wow. was like like a outer body experience. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it, that was like the wildest night of my See, life. See, like, because I, I, I'm I, I'm asking these questions. I appreciate the yeah. honesty because for me, it's like all I'm thinking about is like the actual just doing the show. Yeah. And I'm like, and I have a show the next night in New York, theater at MSG. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. It happened last yeah. week. Um, I performed there with a <laughs> severed head, um, and, uh, and and so and so I'm like, I don't want to get too crazy and too drunk and too hungover because yeah. I got a big show the next day. But I also want to experience it like what you did, yeah. the Pebble Bar or the Rainbow Room or something, yeah. where I'm like, I want to feel like I did this. I got my kids coming, oh, so great. like that's special, but. It's like the trade-off when you have kids. Like, I have my children coming because I want them there, but yeah. that means that I can't, you know, I, like, I'm going to do Saturday night after yeah. Theater MSG. Blackout. I'm telling you. No, Heather, I'm uh -huh. doing heroin. Yeah, I think I'm doing you Heather. I'm doing heroin. I think you like uh, 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 with the needle. Yeah. Like, fully, I'm going to buy it off the street. Yeah, I'll bring like, some Narcan, whatever yes, you need. Seriously. I got you. <laughs> because it's such a. Um, like, even though I'm not filming a special there, even yeah. though, like, I'm still this, I'm just really actually beginning my uh, tour, it feels like. I've been carrying around so much subconscious pressure about yeah. these shows that I simultaneously want them to just happen already so I can purge it, but also be in the moment and and take every second in. Did I you feel similar? I was so sick to my stomach. I couldn't eat for like a week, which was so stupid. Just like horrific diarrhea, right? For a week. Because I was just like, it was it was bubble guts. You were nervous, right? Yes. And then I got there and Jeff was like, you have to eat something. I was like, I can't even chew toast right now. I, <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's like my jaw quit working. Yeah, yeah. And I don't get, I mean, you know, they say the day you quit being nervous is the day that you don't give a shit anymore yeah. like I still get you know excited but it was different I just felt this amount of pressure and then once I got on the stage I was like this is I am living my fucking dream my and I, I this is what I tell myself I was like I am here to bring joy I am not here to be smarter than anybody in the room I am simply here to bring joy and I know that that's what I'm good at and I just like leaned in and I I kept telling myself be present and be pleasant like yes. go in there just be present and enjoy it and then once I got in the zone I was like this is the, the I, it was the most fun I'd ever had and then had. it went by like that and then it went by like that and then the next night but just blackout on Saturday. Yes. You know what I mean? End up yeah. in this, I don't know, uh, Dude, I don't know Midtown because Jail. 
You're yeah. not from New York. Yeah. So, but I, so I don't know, but like I literally, the, one of the things that's stressing me out and I know they mean well, but like family and family. friends, yeah. it's like, I've already, there's like 150 comps. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like, it's so many. Radio me City. Atlanta. My mom's literally like, can my entire Bunko group get 600 tickets? Yeah. The, the ladies at the country club nine hole. I'm like, no, yeah, mom, yeah. have them buy a fucking ticket. Yeah. I'll give you 20. That's it. Radio City. So they always have 18 police there for every show. Yeah. And the first 18 police that they picked all requested. No, no, no. Oh. They, they already were coming to the show because I have so many fans <laughs> in the MIPD. So they were like that they had to get enough to go to yeah. the next 18. They were like yeah. literally every person that we said besides yeah. like one guy was like, no, no, we already actually, I requested that day off. Yeah, I I'm take going to the show. I take that fucking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's good. So it's like, you know, for me, you know, I'm like, uh, Again, because like you know, we said like Atlanta. I'm New York. I've yeah. only I I've only ever really cared about New York. So I think too, like when you have a big moment, and you know, we both have to do this to stay in the present. Because if you don't, then you'll just keep pushing the goalposts back, and you'll never realize how far you came. Yeah. And then there's like that double-edged sword where on one side it pushes you and motivates you yeah. to get more and and keep getting bigger, but then you never you never kind of bask in the glory of it and you never really realize what you did yeah. so it's about it's about that balance when i shot my first special i walked off stage and i had like been touring with the material for two years and then you know i self-produced it and did all this and i walked off stage and i talked about a lot about like the death of my father in it too and i didn't realize like how cathartic it was i walked off stage and i felt such a sense of relief and i kind of like had a like a mini yes. like a 10 second breakdown and my husband's like you know what's wrong i was like i just did it like i you know what i mean this is so fucking cheesy make a goddamn vision board if you're watching right now yeah. Yes. You're an incel living in your mom's basement. Put shit on a fucking vision board because if you look at it every day, you will go for it and it'll become it'll come true. Yes, I, vision boards are big and yeah. also positive self talk. Yes, you can't. You, I can't tell you for how long I would have this negative self talk, and then something in the pandemic when I just saw everybody dropping dead, <laughs> I said, "You have to start to be positive right near her, Chrissy. Be positive." And my positive self talk changed, and then my career incrementally yeah. started to change. Um, so I never thought I couldn't do it. I was like, it's just going to be the other people who, you know, whatever deniers. And I was like, but I just went out and did it. I was like, and I honestly don't give a fuck. Good. Come have a good time. You're going to have a great time at a show. Great you know? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, you will have a fun time. People who don't have fun at comedy shows too. I'm like, not? what are you doing? We should fucking co-headline. We Why should. the hell not? We would we have it with our tits out. With our tits out. And Chrissy our and Heather. Huge yeah. pussies. <laughs> yes. Sponsored by Jeff's Ozempic. Not the regular Ozempic. Yeah. Jeff's specific Ozempic. Do you have a tiny urethra? I, yes. I have a tiny urethra. Yes. That's it. If you, for you, those of y'all who don't know what that is, it's a tiny beehole. So I do have a giant pussy, but a tiny beehole. Tiny urethra. And here's yeah. the thing. Actually, what's happening to me right now, just over the last couple yeah. of days, is when I'm peeing, mm -hmm. I'm starting to burn a little bit. Mm -hmm. And but but it's not an STD because I'm not. I'm, I'm only having yeah. sex with one woman. So it's one of those things where I feel like. I don't have an STD, but what's going on? Why is, but it might be, I just have a small urethra. I think you have a very small urethra. Yeah. So like when I pee, it's kind of like a pressure washer. Right. Yeah. And it's wild. If I'm in like a stall next to other women, they're yes. like, you good, Charlie? I have, yeah, yeah. I have a small urethra, but a giant asshole. Oh, good for you. Yes, like, That's nice. It's crazy how yeah, big it is. Yeah. Um, Vito, what, um, I want to talk about the Mexican aliens. Oh, you, I'm, I'm so in. What do you, see? Okay. Tell me what your theory is. Okay. My theory is I've always thought that there were aliens, all right? Okay. I, and I had to, you know, people thought for the longest time, everyone was like, oh, Heather, that's full of bullshit. But here's the thing. My grandfather was chief pilot for Delta, and he flew in the Korean air. My father was a private pilot, flew for fun. So 
I always, I come from a long line of aviators, you know, aviators who've always seen shit in Got the sky, it. right? Uh, right. So they were up. My dad's like, of course that shit's real. So now that it's popping off, I'm like, yeah, no, we know it. So my husband and I were talking about this last night. He's like, this photo with this alien. He's like, well, no, that looks like ET. This is bullshit. I'm like, yes, they've known about this shit forever. Yes. This is what they really look like. Yes. And I think that Hollywood is very deeply involved with the CIA. And I what agree. happens is, is the CIA, in order for it to be palatable for the for the public, they ask them to make movies mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. say, this is what it looks like. Keep yep. that a secret. But yep. this is what it looks like. This is actually Drew Barrymore. This <laughs> is, uh, and, and, yo, I got to be honest with you. This picture of this alien, this alien could fucking get it. Good. Yo, <laughs> look New at those gorgeous week? eyes. Fuck. 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 Yo, if that's a female, because they said one of these aliens was pregnant. I don't know yeah. how they knew that, but one of these aliens was pregnant. And I was like, yo, if it's this one, because this alien kind of looks Latina. And I like, <laughs> it has like a Latina vibe. And I like that. Yeah, because they slender, said, slim. You know slim. what I mean? Yeah. I know. Also on the Ozempics. I know that's Jeff's goal weight. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so wait. So, so. Well, they say right like that. You know, with the Illuminati, they share everything. They yes. put it right in plain sight. Yes. So when I saw this, I was like, "We've been knowing about this. I know. We knew about this. It's been in our face." Face. And you mm -hmm. know what they're saying is the new thing. I don't know if it came from this, you know, uh, hearing or like it's just out there now. Is that it's not about aliens being on a planet. 10 million light years away it's they're in other dimensions so they're here right mm -hmm. now just in a dimension we can't see so they can just appear and that's like the frontier it's not going all the way out to mm -hmm. the limits of space it's not about that it's interdimensional yeah because i think it's a little bit demonic spirits i mean i'm one with the lord saved in the blood of christ hallelujah but i also oh, yeah. believe in the fallen angels i believe that a lot of the aliens were you know they they came down to the earth when god was like get you got to bounce. Yeah. And then they had sex with the people. I yes. think, I mean, I think we got spirits all around us. Yes. Get back. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I, Kiwi Co. Oh, Kiwi Co. Oh, how I love my Kiwi Co. I love Kiwi Co. If you have children, if you're a child at heart and you want to get your kids off the devices, you want to get them out and engaging and building stuff and getting their science skills and their art skills and their engineering skills, then Kiwi Co is the place for you. They send you a personal, they send you a kit for your kids monthly, however much you want. My kids, when the, when the KiwiCo box comes to the door, my kids lose their minds. It's honestly the only time we can get them to listen now is we say, hey, if you don't do your homework, then you're not going to get to play with the KiwiCo set. And then boom, they're doing their homework. I mean, KiwiCo Kiwi projects have been designed by a team of educators, makers, engineers, rocket scientists. They brainstormed hundreds of ideas to create the most exciting, age-appropriate, and educational projects. It is hard to find creative ways to keep the kids in your life busy, challenged, and off their screens. That's the biggest thing. Get the kids off the screens KiwiCo does that I'm telling you no crate from KiwiCo's innovation factory leaves without approval from the toughest critics kids you got kids themselves saying this is good or this is bad like little elves kids are discovering everything from the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more my kids built headphones they built a pinball machine a sick volcano they love KiwiCo they really 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 love it it gives them the tools to learn new skills build new experiences and make new connections to the broader world right now you're going to get 50 percent off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash chaos that's 50 percent off your first month at k-i-w-i-c-o.com slash chaos go do it i love it
you know what I also feel like about you? The energy I'm getting off you. If this <laughs> Adderall? was yes, no, but if this was if this was the 1860s, yeah. you're from Atlanta, so you know you you're probably gonna have to deal with the Confederacy. But yeah. you would be like, I don't support what they do. I like their uniforms. Mm -hmm. I think some of them are cute. I like the beards, but I do yeah. not support slavery. I don't like it. I feel like you'd be one of the good Confederates. I would literally be the one like on the plantation who would be like, come hang out with me. Like I, yes. I'd be like giving them snacks. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would literally be like, no, no, this is so bad. Yeah. I'm stuck in this shitty fucking marriage to this plantation owner yeah. you know i will i he, you know he's a piece of shit right i'm doing the best i can but in the meantime i'm gonna try and be the best that i can but i you. also feel like you're a badass woman and yeah. you would absolutely pick up the gun and continue the fight when jeff yeah. died of an asthma attack <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, how he I would, would die about he wouldn't get yeah. shot he would literally die of an asthma attack from yeah. the smoke of the cannon yeah and you <laughs> would pick up that gun and bayonet and you would start killing union yeah. soldiers but if i came into you wouldn't kill me you'd be like i like this guy's energy yeah. i like his mm -hmm. spirit and then I would get to go to the plantation. Yeah, I'm like I would he's have... got goofy fucking shoes on. Yes. But you know what? Yankees, they can't yes. do everything. I would be yeah. in the South, in the deep South, just yeah. looking for Puerto Ricans. Yes, absolutely. In the 1800s. <laughs> I also want to say, I yeah. love that you're a Delta family. Oh, huge Delta loyal. Love Very Delta. Delta loyal. Shout out Sky Miles. Well, Sky they're trying Miles. to fuck us right now, but yes. you know what? I will still be Delta loyal. My best friend, Megan, who's a big lesbian from Mississippi, she called me. You Meg know about the whole Delta Sky Miles, that it's it's harder to get. Uh, they're, they're messing up the credit card thing, so it's going to be harder to get into the Sky Club, harder to get diamond status, you, right? Really? It's, less, it's not based on miles anymore. Now it's based on money. So yeah. like your miles don't mean anything. Yeah. So, so Really? Yeah. So you could have a million miles. They're like, who cares? You have to spend the they're, money with the Delta. Prioritizing the money now. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, but my best friend Megan called me. And she's like, Heather, and I was literally sitting in the Sky Club in Orlando. And she's like, "This is good news for us. They're thinning out the herd." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Yeah, this is." She's they like, are. "You already spend a hundred thousand on Delta a year. You're not going to be affected. Like, yeah. just this would be, you know, shorter yeah. lines for hard boiled eggs in the Sky Club." Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because I was living in Staten Island, the closest yeah. airport to me was Newark Airport, so I had Oof. to go United a lot, and oh. it's like. Babe, yeah, no, Babe. So, <laughs> no, no, but I'm um, moving, so now I'm I'm going to be closer, mm -hmm. so I'm going to be in a different airport. So now, I, oh, I have this card. This is a credit card. So which one do you have? The I silver have the one or the purple? purple? I, have the, I have the silver one. I Should I get the blue one? No, no, no. It's it. They're kind of it's pointless now. Just get a regular Amex Platinum, and then and then just use it all in. Delta. So the silver one you. gets me into the Sky Club. Not anymore. Wait, what? you didn't know that it did? Wait, so. Uh, let me show you what fucking I have credit card. I have the same one. Tell me if I get in. You have the silver do one. Do I, I get the same in with this card, you. Heather? Do I get in with that yes. card? Uh, yes, but in it, 2025, you won't anymore. No! Yeah. So I think you only get in like five times a year. No, no, I have no. The, that, the reserve. That, that one you pay. You pay to get I in. I pay like oh. $1,500 a year for this fucking card. You pay card. 50 yeah. bucks to get into the Sky Lounge. I, no, no. I want to go in Sky Lounge for free. No, with that card, you pay with that card. So how do I get a free entry into the Sky you Club? Get, honestly, you should probably get a Chase. Uh, you should probably get a Chase Sapphire preferred or reserve. Uh, I it? have the reserve, but you're gonna need just a regular Amex. They, they've all changed it. It's a little confusing. Unbelievable. I had the reserve card. I got like three people in. Now they're changing it. I'm only gonna get in ten times a year, so I'm just gonna have to buy the fucking membership. Meanwhile, my my grandfather, Captain Jack McMahon, saved a flight for Delta. You can look saved it up. They won the Medallion Safety Award. Yes. So I feel like I should get free access Absol for life. Free access for life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Do I need that? I need this fucking card. Have you heard of Priority Pass? Oh yeah, that's if that you have a regular white? AMX. If oh. you have a regular AMX Priority Pass, it's not too expensive. It's like a hundred bucks for the year or something. Great. And then you get like nine. You can use it up to like nine times, and then you get access to different lounges. Like when I went to France, 
I got to go to the Air France lounge, even though yeah. I was like not not an Air France. But see, holder. the thing is, you have the thing is with airline miles and lounges and stuff, you have to know, like, yeah. to ask, like you yeah. know to ask. Like I'm, there's been plenty of times where I'm sure I'm sitting in, you know, like I can't even find a seat, and I'm like, I could have had free access into oh. the lounge, but I didn't know. You gotta go. Instead of going, but this is how they get you because they don't think people are gonna ask. Tell them. I have like a million chase points. We're going to Italy in three days, right? And I'm literally like, we're fucking rolling out the stops because people don't think to ask. Yeah, that's how they get. You. They think that you're not going to ask, yeah. but you get on the little instant. You're going to see Vito in Italy. You're going to oh, see yeah. Vito in Italy. He's going to be doing whippets. He's going to be like, hey, what's up? I, I will do whippets with you. Head of McDonald's. Yeah. We're going, uh, what's up? We're going to Iski, an island off the coast of Naples. My favorite place on the planet. My family's from there. Oh, my God. My family's Sicilian. My last name oh. is Khaleesi. It's a huge last name on the island. Oh, wow. Hey, you're making Jeff there. feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really are. We're going there for my We're bachelor. fucking later, Vito. <laughs> We're going there for my bachelor party. Me and John are going right after this. Jeff, I'll see you at the gay bar that you were randomly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at. It's not really a bachelor <laughs> bachelor town. I mean, it's low key. No, it is low key. So I wanted what I wanted for my bachelor party was I wanted to feel relaxed. I wanted to have a good time and show my friends this nice island where the Spartans and the gladiators used to go because of the natural hot springs, and they would go because it oh, gave I them eternal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah that 100%. was the natural hot springs. And I'll tell you what, I stayed at the Hotel Mezzatore, one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed at, and I did the damn hot springs, and that was a joyful moment. Good. Yeah, get yeah. in the hot springs and buy the and I like I told. Vito and his and his lovely friend John, who's also John is great. John's been making some of the uh, beautiful thumbnails. Um, and I feel like John sitting here in his presence. John looks like if Jesus came back, this is the look Jesus would have. <laughs> really? He'd, he'd yes. be in Air Force One. Yeah. You know, he'd be he kind of has a kind of handsome. He has really nice teeth, piercing. Yes. Are they blue eyes? Yeah, right? really Jesus. stunning. Really modern Jesus. Modern Jesus. He, this yeah. is Soho House Jesus. So <laughs> again, saved in the blood. And I'm glad so, he's here. He's keeping away all the demonic spirits. But what I've told them is that, and, and, and you know, Heather and Jeff back me up on this. What yep. I've told them is that when they go to Italy for their bachelor mm -hmm. party, it's not gay to hook up with a guy because in Europe, it doesn't matter. Uh -huh. It's not gay. Italian men are beautiful men. The whole idea of being mm -hmm. gay is really an American concept. It's I a agree. newer concept. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. You know, Greeks, Italians, they would all have sex with each other on the battlefield the night, before, the night yeah. before a big battle because they thought how the only way I can protect my brother in battle is if I'm in love with him and, mm -hmm. I've, and I've done him in the butt. So I told him to... to to chat about it. Yeah. I think it's gay if you two do it because you're not Italian, but if you hook up with another Italian guy, it's not gay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, two Americans, very gay, have sex with another Italian. The hot springs are a safe space. Great. Yes, I they are. I love loopholes. You love a loophole. I love Listen, a loophole. Listen, I studied abroad in Italy, and when I tell you, okay, I made love to so many Italian men, and Italians make love in a different way, like real Italians. They smoke Marlboro Reds afterwards. They yes. like to watch The Simpsons. Yes. You know what I mean? I looked up this one guy, and he literally, sorry, honey, and this was years ago, and he literally said, you know, I speak no English, no English, but he was able to say, uh, can I put it in your butt? No English, but was able to say in English, but can I put it in your butt? And I was like, como can I put it in your butt? I said, I love that, like, the Italian men, you're having sex with them, and then they're smoking cigarettes, and after you have sex yeah. with Jeff, he has to put on his sleep apnea mask. <laughs> <laughs> he used to tape his mouth. Have you seen this shit? What? So the, he used to tape his mouth. It's this, like, mouth tape stuff that you do, because they basically say, you know, we're all Neanderthals, and, like, if you retrain yourself how to breathe through your nose and you don't become a mouth sleeper, yeah, you get the photo, um, it'll it'll help you, like, you know, not snore and all this stuff. And Jeff's not a big snorer. Well, he started taping his mouth, but he has a deviated septum, and he was ah. waking up in the middle of the night choking, and I said, you're not getting air. You have to sleep with your mouth open because you have a broken fucking nose, Jeff. Seriously. 
So, this so, is what I'm so he's good now. He, All right. Yeah. Deviated septum, cocaine, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever. Jeff was having wild times at Penn State. Yeah, yeah he was. Mm -hmm. um, so, Vito, I also want to talk about if we don't want to go to the Delta Sky Miles Club, mm -hmm. and if we don't want, if we just want to say forget it with airlines, New York City is unveiling flying taxis 2025. They're coming out. They have a real genuine plan right now. Flying taxis could be here as early as 2025 New it. York City. This blade thing right here, would wow. you do it? Would you do this? Absolutely. 100%. You have to realize, again, my whole family were pilots. Um, I will. I used one to of your family members was one of the 9-11 hijackers. Yeah. We talked about that. <laughs> my dad is dead. So. Yes. <laughs> and the FBI is, yes. Yeah, yes. I don't know why they asked me to go over on the USO tour to Kuwait. Yeah. They have not done a background check. I'm yeah. very worried about Her, it. Heather's dad is Muhammad Atta. Yes. <laughs> but I used to fly around in like a two-seater Cessna, so I'm not scared of this. This is, throw me in anything. The only thing I will say, though, is with something like this, mm -hmm. I understand, like, you know, how do you kind of keep the repair and upkeep of that? If they're going to operate this thing like a taxi, it's going to be getting used 20, 30 times a day. Eventually, you're going to have an accident. Wait, no? I have a question. What is taxi about this? It just looks like a helicopter with props, uh, more props on it. I don't understand how this is. It's going to also hit the mean streets. Like, you're going to go up 8th Avenue and then hit, hit the... Yeah, I, I guess it hovers. Flight? It hovers over. Yeah, is it going to have to have landing pads and things like no, that? No, this is false advertisement. This is just a juiced up helicopter. Because that's going to be stupid. If like if if you're going to take me, get me through traffic, but then take me nine avenues out of my way, what's the point? What's what's the point? What's the point? <laughs> it's got to be. I do. I will say though, it is kind of shocking to me at this point in you know 2023 that we don't have flying cars and not aren't even close to that realm of possibility. I guess it's. Not possible. I said that the other day. I literally was like, how the fuck have we not figured out how to like teleport ourselves? Right. And if you ever had like a superhuman power, I would never want to read people's minds, be able to, you know, uh, be invisible. I would want to just be able to snap my fingers and I'm somewhere. Right. Like That's all I'd want. Teleport. Teleporting. Yeah. yeah. Which one? I, they have to, I really genuinely in my heart believe that they already, humans can already do that. I feel like the high levels of the government can already do that. Yeah. And eventually, I think we're living in a time Mm -hmm. My kids, especially, are living in a time with the most radical change in world history is 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 upon us. Do you think that? Am I am I wrong on that? No, you I think, think every I think generation right. thought that. Yeah, every generation probably did, but it's it's getting weird. It's okay, getting but, wild. But 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 if you were living in 1600s and then I dropped you off in 1700s, your life wouldn't look that much different. You still got a farm. You yeah, still got still... dogs. You still got a slave. Whatever it yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just. It's not. It's now. If I dropped you off. In 1980, and then dropped you off again in 2000. Just your 20 years, your brain would be like, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Everybody is a different gender. Oh, I got well, it's this. like imagine if you're getting out of prison, right? And you've been yeah. locked away for like 30 years, and then you come out. You're, yeah. You would like the, have no idea. You come out and you're like, I got to pay to get into the Delta Sky Club. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> All right, this episode, you know what it's brought to you by Blue Chew. I want you fucking rock hard. I want you rock hard for fall. I want you out there rubbing your rock hard cock on pumpkins, just like me. What Blue Chew is, let's talk about sex. First of all, guys, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. I want to see them. All you got to do is go to BlueChew.com. Well, first of all, before I get to any of that, I want to tell you that Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets, folks. Chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Not everyone can swallow. Some people are chewers. 
The process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical prof- providers, and once it's all approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. I have a friend named Pat who loves this stuff. He's using it all the time, and he said it's changed his life. He goes out, he likes to have a good time, have a few beers, and he couldn't get hard if he was in an emergency room. They wouldn't, it, you could put the conductor, you know, the, the panels that for heart attacks, he, he has no life in his penis. But Blue Chew gets him stiff. So right now, and you're going to get a discount for being a Chrissy Chaos uh, loyal listener, go to bluechew.com, use the promo code chaos to receive your first month free. That's bluechew.com, promo code chaos, first month free. All you do is pay the $5 shipping, put in that promo code chaos at bluechew.com, first month free, pay the $5 shipping, stay hard. What's happening is people are now dying to get their kids into Ivy League schools, right? Idiots. Idiots. I'm a parent, right? Yeah. I want my kids to do the best that they that they possibly can, right? I really, really do. To me, the idea of an Ivy League school, unless you're getting in on a full scholarship, it's it's not that college isn't worth it. I'm not saying that. But to put myself in, into debt mm-hmm. and to put my children into possible debt so they could get a Harvard, Yale diploma doesn't seem worth it anymore like it used to yeah. they could go get a great education at a, 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 a city school yeah and it's about how you apply yourself after well your kids are young and by the time they get to college age i don't think college will be really be a thing no. also i went to the university of mississippi it was the only college i got into because a blind cat could have done better on the sats than i did <laughs> yeah and you know what it was the best four years of my life and now i go back to my college and i'm a fucking star and i loved it and look at me now you yeah. know what i mean and i went to the university of mississippi so so it's bullshit. Like, right. who, who needs to go to Stanford and Harvard? What is the no. point? Or like these parents, you know, uh, what are, what's her name? Huffman. You oh, know, yeah, who like, Huffman. Yeah, who like paid all that money. Stupid. And then you went to jail so your kid could have a leg up? No, my no, kids aren't stupid. worth that. Listen, and it, listen, the truth is, as you mentioned, I do have young children. By the time yeah. they're of college age, they're going to be going to college in a Chinese prison camp. Absolutely. So that's, it's really, yeah. I want them to make sure they know how to shovel yeah. and they know how to speak bits of Chinese. Yeah. Here's a positive thing. Here's a positive thing that I think is happening mm-hmm. right now. And by the way, University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. Ole right? Miss. Heidi famous alum, you and yep. Eli Manning. Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. And so so I, I, what's happening right now, this is, and, and we're, we're almost positive this can happen, is Elon Musk okay. is saying that he's going to start charging for Twitter or X. I personally think, uh-huh. this isn't me, I think that you should charge for all social medias, and that's the only way to clean out the riffraff and get our society back and make you have to pay to hate. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. I also Thank you. I also think that there should be no children under 18. I'm sorry. There is one thing that I find that I really hold dear. I'm like, my kids will never be on social media until they're 18. Because when when Facebook first came out, it was like the first year I went to college, it was 2005. So you had to have a college, you know, uh, email to get on. I'm like, I don't think anybody I have like eleven year olds that I used to like nanny for that will like DM me. I'm like, yeah. do not watch my shit. Yeah, yeah. You should never listen to my podcast. You should never come to my show. It's like absolutely not. This is adult shit. Right. So um yeah, pay for it. Also, like the bots and shit, get them out. You know what I mean? Make it expensive. Yes. It's a business expense. It's a write-off, right? Yeah. I think, too, like, it's like the difference between, like, when you charge even just a little bit more, like, this is a very local, regional example, but, like, the New York City subway has got, you know, a lot of problems. Uh-huh. There's a lot of riffraff on it right now. But then the Long Island Railroad, which is only $2 more, night and day difference. Really? Like, Long Island Railroad, clean. They have they they have enough personnel to like upkeep it. Only kind of 
people who could pay that could get and you can't jump the turnstile you can't right. do any of that so i feel like with social media thing if you charge even if you're just charging it three dollars four dollars a month mm -hmm. that's going to negate 90 percent of the of the idiots of the trolls they're going to be like i'm not going to pay to do this only i mean you're still going to get problems it's a you know open platform but i think that i think that's a good thing some people are like no it's free the whole idea of social media and you getting thrown off social media, stifling your free speech is not stifling your free speech. These are private companies. Free speech is like if you went on public and couldn't save things. That's different. But I think social media, charge it. I, I'll pay for it. I mean, I'm, you know, if I, it's either you have that radio or, city money. You're about to have radio city dude, money. So if I, you, you can know, afford it. Yeah, I can afford it. And I, I guess if I got to pay for the fucking Delta Sky Club, but what's the difference? Yeah. All right. Remember all those life insurance ads on the radio when you were a kid? Probably not because that was for your parents to worry about. They're worried about life insurance and trying not to get divorced. Well, guess what? Now you're the parent, right? Who got kids? You're the parent. And now's the time to get life insurance to help protect your family. You need life insurance, folks. I have it, you need it, okay? Fabric by Gerber Life makes it quick and easy to get a high quality policy so your family is covered if the unexpected happens. Anything can happen, babe. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. I like it. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash chaos. That's meetfabric.com slash chaos, N-E-E-T fabric.com slash chaos policies issued by western southern life assurance company not available in certain states price is subject to underwriting and health question so the thing is now comedy entertain just life yeah. in general has gotten so compartmentalized there's just different it's like you can't it used to be somebody was well known from one thing whether it be if a comedian a sitcom or a right. newscaster the news or an athlete the athlete now it's like everybody has to do so many different things. It's exhausting. I literally, if you don't have a tequila brand, a podcast, uh, a merch brand, a, a tour, um, you know, and I see people on tour who I, I'm like, what, like, you know, I don't know, like chefs. I'm like, what are we doing? We're right. like making omelets on stage. Right. What are we doing? You right. know, hey, no shade to them. But yeah, you have to have your hand in so many different fucking pots these days. It literally makes you want to go nuts. And I think the scary part of this, and again, I agree with you, I do not let my kids I do not let my kids on social media. Yeah. I, I only have them watching the news from Shanghai. Yeah. Um, so they're educated. Is is I I, I I do not let them on social media because what happens is, and it's even happened to me, and you know, I've gotten older now and you know, more mature now and kind of just given up on it now because I've been exhausted by it. But it used to, indirectly, subconsciously, I would attach my self-worth as a human being mm -hmm. to how a post did. To yeah. how a video did, yeah. to a comment someone made. And that's what's really causing, I think, the suicide rate to go up is people are equating their entire existence and well-being as a human being mm -hmm. if they got enough favorites or likes. So all these different brands, like you could have, like you're really big on TikTok, like huge on yeah. TikTok or really big on Instagram or really big on YouTube or really big, whatever. But it's like you might be big in one, small in the other. Like we're all kind of yeah. like, but it's like you can't make it about like, you can't put your whole um, emphasis of human being 
on how you're performing on a different social media app. And I think so many people are just doing that and that's what's causing a big problem. I agree. And listen, this is, I can't believe I'm confessing this, but this is yes. something that I told my husband. I was like, this is what I'm nervous about with like the, the special coming out is I, the way I, the, my performance style is I tell these really intense stories and I have a really hard punch, right? And, and then, but I'm not like, you know, 30 second, just like clips. And so when I was splicing it together to make the, the clips for social media for Netflix as a joke, I, I started looking at all the other females that were on the platform, fucking phenomenal comedians. And literally, the comments are so vile. They're so vile. Women have never been funny. This is fucking terrible. These, like, oh my God, I can't believe somebody gave this person a platform. Da, 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 da. I'm talking like some of the biggest people, the people that I look up to. And I told Jeff, I go, this is going to come out. They're going to do these little clips. People are, and I was like, and this, and I'm just going to, the only thing I'm going to see is all these fucking incels right. making these dumb fucking comments. He's like, why would you even fucking look in this? And I just, I mean, it's true. I was just like, I, I'm preparing myself for the social media. What I, what, what's something that's changed? That's embarrassing. My, I can't believe I said that. No, it's fine. And then, well, honestly, too, and, the, and the, the sick world we live in is now that we say that and we're being having a vulnerable moment, and yep. I've done this, too. We say that. It's like it's just going to make people do it more now. Yeah, somebody's just going to roast my ass. Yeah, yeah. who cares? I'm but, ready for a TikTok. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck, I, listen, I want to also join in on saying suck at TikTok, but also yep. shout out China. I do love mm -hmm. you, and I hope that my children have a home there. Um, so, so, mm -hmm. so, so, same, uh, same, same timeshare. Same, we'll same, share. same, same, we'll same, same, same. Yeah. That's one of my daughter's teachers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Can you, oh, oh hold on. Can you open Vito? Yeah, Vito wants, to, Vito likes to always take an opportunity to walk. He wants to show everyone his calves. Vito's got great oh. legs. What do you think of those? Those you like are those? actually very solid. Wow. I, I look, feel like look some Italian, flex. some Italian man named Fabrizio is going to be licking yes. those all weekend. Here we go. Luigi is going to really give, do it. Oh. Every guest, show okay. it up. Every guest gets Dietz and Watson yellow mustard. We love you, Dietz and Watson. Fantastic. I love mustard. How great is mustard? Put it on a Dietz and Watson hot dog, a Dietz and Watson kielbasa. Philadelphia's finest, folks. Or my giant vagina. There it is. Spice it up. Yeah. Maybe that's why my penis hurts, because I've been dipping my cock yeah, in Dietz and Mustard. In yellow mustard. Yeah. Um, look at Vito getting over the yeah, couch. There this. he is. You got this. Um, wait. So, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I think, you know, with, with like this whole you know, like self-worth type mm -hmm. thing. One thing I wanted to say, one thing that helped me is number one, I get off social media. I have somebody else run it. Yeah. I, somebody else runs it because I, I, I read this whole study about how if you have over 10,000 followers, that that's too many people, too many opinions, positive or negative, it throws off your equilibrium and your ego so much that it causes depression, even if it's positive, because you get to start to get these delusions of yeah. grandeur that our brains have not, we have not evolved to accept that because our brains are still in an, just as the brain, even the newest part yeah. of our brain, has only evolved to know about 100 people. We only know the people in our village. But right. now our village has become 8 billion, so we get very anxious, very nervous. We have this anxiety that's all out of whack. But one thing I, I heard somebody say, I forgot who said it, probably stoic, some probably like Marcus Aurelius or somebody, but basically that like obnoxious people, so haters and mm -hmm. trolls right now, they're just a part of the whole. They're a part of the whole. We all, we all are like... Like, you can't get mad at someone mm -hmm. for being mad at you or not liking you because they just make up the whole of, of what we are. If everybody liked you, that would be in balance as well. Yes. So they represent balance in your life and understand that you're doing good in life and well in life, and this is very true for you. And I think for most people, you're doing well in life if you have more people that like you that don't like you yeah. and way more people like us than don't like us. Right. And, and by the way, I think that's true for every person. I, I bet you there was like... Even if like, I mean, unless you're like Hitler level bad, right. there's most times, most people like 
everybody. Even right. if you're a piece of shit, you probably have more <laughs> fans than haters. You know, it's just you might be you have to know where to look for them, like on a certain platform. Like if you I'll post the same video sometimes on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and, and, and TikTok, and it will get from one platform the most love ever where you feel like a yeah. superhero to the other platform is the same amount, but all negative. So none of it's real then. None of it's real. I also outsource to social media. I still go through all my DMs and stuff. But I finally got this young girl. Shout out to Emily. She's 25. And Ooh. she. I was spending so much time editing videos, doing no. all this shit. And I was like, time is money. Delegate. So, yeah, delegate. Got to delegate. Emily, the other day, I was just. It, it was just like a long weekend. She sent me a voice memo. I was getting on my flight from San Diego. And she was like, just watch the special. Editing the clips now. Yes, queen. Fucking did it. You were, She's like, fucking slay. You're speaking to us. Like, you've got this. Like, literally, yeah. it was a 45-minute voice memo memo yeah, when I was yeah. sitting on the flight I was having a glass of Chardonnay and I was just like I'm I fucking doing it Emily yeah. I can't live without her Emily you are the light of my life and she's I've never seen a 25 year old work that hard. I didn't realize yeah. that you were the one running Heather's um, IG page I thought it was uh Talking strictly to Heather. You so were I, talking to me. I, I, apologize. I run all the DMs. <laughs> I apologize for sending pictures of my anal warts. I and I gotta be honest with you, your anal warts are the reason yes. why I came on this podcast. I'm sorry, and I and I did and I did and she yeah. can prove this. I did say these are for Jeff. Don't have his Instagram, and yeah. then boom, anal mm -hmm. wart. Yeah, anal so, wart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so here we go. So we always take voicemails at the end of... I love uh, it. At, right? Vo yeah. It's the way to I go. I love that. I love, I, love, I love hearing from the fans. we got voicemails. You can always call in at 347-343-3321, 347-343-3321, or text, or sext. Here we go. Oh, this is a text. This is yeah. not a voicemail. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was a voicemail. We got texting now, okay? We got texting, and just keep it clean. Um, okay, I am a 30... Okay, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. I can't read it. Hold on. I am a 32-year-old... I have to open up my asshole. I am a 32-year-old <laughs> Army veteran, and I fell in love with a 55-year-old woman. Oh. Uh, we've been together two years now, living together, uh, living together too. Only problem is now she just <laughs> seems to have zero energy ever. Sorry. Saw that coming. Wait, hold on. Like every... Oh, here we go. Like every... After we both get home from work and weekends... I mean, I guess I expected this to eventually happen. My question is, do I leave now and save both of us the hurt and hassle in the future, or do I start pumping her with Adderall mm -hmm. and drag her front row to see Chrissy Dink? Okay. okay. Listen, Take everybody it. needs an upper. I don't care. I mean, I'm 36. I still need an upper. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think we need to get on a strict vitamin D regimen. She needs to be grounding in the morning. Yep. I think you pump her up and keep pumping that pussy and live a happy life. Yes, pump a pussy. Your cock yep. is Adderall. Your, your cock is absolutely Adderall. My husband knows I, if I have sex at night, I will be up till 3 a.m. It gives me a boost of energy. 100%. I enjoy morning sex because then I'm, I'm up and at him. You I know like, what I yeah. mean? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's different. It's like for a man, like for a woman, I meant like, you know, he, his cock is Adderall. Yeah. Pumps you up. But then, but for a woman to a man, your pussy is NyQuil. Puts yes, us to sleep. exactly. So yeah. it's nice, but it works for both of us. Yeah. It works. It, it's like beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So we say pump her up with that Adderall. Your dick is Adderall. Mm -hmm. This is from Jeffrey Jones. Hey, Chrissy. Love you and the show. See you in New York mm -hmm. at MSG Theater. Theatre. Can't wait, babe. My question, have you ever gone to a psych... Is it to say psych... Oh, a psychic. psychic. Oh, this is psychiatrist. To a psychic, and the outcome is true? I just went to get my future told by some lady who charged me $40 for five minutes, and she said... I'm going to get fired, but when my first son turns 13, <laughs> some bullshit, and wondering if I should just watch out. I'm going to get fired when my first son turns 13. First of all, that's a gypsy. No, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, trust her. Yeah, I don't. Get out of here. 
I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't agree with that. That's like no. the Disney Channel movie where the kid becomes a mermaid at thirteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I wouldn't listen to uh, I wouldn't listen to a psychic. I do believe in them. I do think that there are people that can tap into a higher energy. I think it's the pineal gland. Do you know about the P- pineal? The p- pineal. Pineal, you know, pineal, you know about this, yes. like this theory. Oh, yeah, your third eye, your third it, eye, it right? It's calcified. Gotta, yeah, by most the people. Fluoride, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> you got to open it up. You got to open it up. Taps. So, so it gets calcified, and uh-huh. I think, I think with ayahuasca and things like that, that kind of like ignites that again. Yeah. And I think a lot of pe- there are people for whatever reason their pineal gland didn't get calcified. So that's why I think like the psychics are, they can just like feel Ooh. energy and do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know this, like, I mean, dude, first of all, $40 for five minutes. It's like, what? Yeah, I don't think that's a real, got, that's not a real psychic prices. No, you got bamboozled. I will say, okay, we were talking about, you know, the energies and the, the demons in the other realm. I did have a woman come up to me once randomly, swear to God. She came up to me and she said, I need to tell you something. I was just mm-hmm. at the mall, literally. And I said, what? This back in 2011. She said, something really big is going to happen in 2015. She said, you're going to be really big. And I was like, am I gaining weight? Like, what are we fucking talking about? <laughs> what are we doing? And then she was like, uh, and that was the year. I waited all year and I had told my mom, I was like, mom, remember that woman who told me something big was going to happen? And then like a week before uh, Christmas, my dad died. No, two days before Christmas. And I was waiting all year. And I was like, this, I almost feel like she cursed me or something. So now when anybody wants to do the mediums, I think that people can see stuff. I don't know where they're getting it. But I say, again, I rebuke it. I bring Jesus with me. I don't, I don't, I don't allow that. Don't allow it. I bring Jesus with me as well in my heart. I also bring Allah just for extra. Yeah, yeah, for shits and giggles. Yeah, and we also bring um, Mensch on a bat. We love Um, that. So, so a Mensch on a bench, I meant. So, um. I, I do think, and again, there's no science to prove this. This is mm-hmm. just a feeling, but I think feelings are real. And I think if you're feeling it, then you can make it real. With these psychics and these type of things, I think that you, even if it's a positive experience, you are opening yourself uh-huh. up to other realms and other spirits and other entities to attach themselves to you. And I just think the point of life, some parts of life are it's like, the, the thing is you don't know when your last day is, and that's a motivating factor. And that's actually a survival instinct is like, I don't know when my last day is, so this is going to get me out of bed in the morning and get me to do things. So I think that that's positive. So you wanted to know all these things about the future. I, I don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Let me live, laugh, love. Stay away. Stay I think away. stay away. But I do believe in like angels and spirits because, okay. Like a guiding spirit? Yes. Well, yeah. something. I do because when, when Jasmine was pregnant with our oldest daughter, yeah. like literally like I, we were outside this place. It was called Johnny's Cafe. It mm-hmm. was on Third Avenue and um, 93rd Street in Bay Ridge. And she was l- going to give birth in like 12 hours. Right? Obviously, we didn't know that then, but she was going to give birth. And she's like walking around, like breathing. She's like, holy shit, like Chris, like this is happening. Like we need to go. Mm-hmm. Like my water's about to break. We need to go. And so I was like, okay. So I was like inside paying the bill and I'm coming out and I see her talking to this old man like a really mm-hmm. old like a really old man right. like he was like in his mid 90s like one of those guys like it takes like 10 seconds to cross the street like he could only shuffle and i come out and i was like well oh you know who's that guy like i was talking to her here right, right. and the old guy was right there again it would have taken him five minutes to cross the street she goes she was talking to me she goes oh she goes that guy he was like somebody's about to have a baby somebody's about to have a baby and she that. was wearing a, a bigger jacket so like she was in pain, but like you couldn't necessarily tell she was pregnant. But he was like, somebody's about to have a baby. And, and he, she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, you know, any, yeah. any, any minute now. He, and whatever he said, like, oh, no, it's happening. And then I was like, oh, really? And then I turned around and he was gone. I swear I to God. It. I, he was I, gone. I he wasn't around the corner. Yeah. He wasn't across the street. Yeah. He was nowhere. There was no door. He was fucking gone. Yeah. And then, okay? And then 
My daughter's born. Everything's beautiful. Great. She's about five. Okay. Four or five. Okay. The place Johnny's Grill has now become a place called The Common. And we okay. go to this place. We used to go to this place, The Common. We live in Bayridge. We love this place. We're walking there. Never told that story to her. Never talked about that. Nothing. Because we were just sort of like, it was weird, but like we never mentioned it to her. And we certainly never mentioned where it was. Like nothing, right? Maybe she was even four. And we're walking in for the very first time to take her there. We had went there, Jasmine and I, but we had never taken my oldest daughter there. We're walking and she goes, is this where I was born? And we were like, what? What? I was like, what do you mean? She goes, isn't this where I was born? Oh, and I was like, bitch, yeah. hell, what? <laughs> that was her guardian angel. I probably feel like it was. Bringing her into the world. I feel like it was. Oh, that's is this, beautiful. Is this, is, and, I, and that was, and it was like insane, insane to me. We're like, I, me and Jazz, like we both like stopped yeah. in our tracks where we were like, holy shit. And I don't know who that person was, but I know that one time when I was 18, I got into a really bad car accident. Like I got fucking demolished by this car with a i had climbed out of the back window yeah. that's the only way i could get out i climbed out of the back window and the fdny said when they came they were like we were fully expecting to pull a body out right. of this like this car was a fucking accordion but i was sitting there without a scratch on me when that happened when the airbags deployed and all that like it certainly has a distinctive smell in, in airbag it smells like smoke or whatever but my grandfather had a very 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 distinctive smell because he would shower like once a month right it's, old guys just didn't give a shit world war ii veterans they were like whatever dude we're dirty and he had a very, very, very distinctive smell. It was a mix of like cologne and sweat and pasta. That smell came all over me in that car accident. It was stuck to my clothes. Like, you know, like when you walk into like a Subway yeah. sandwich shop and that smell <laughs> is just stuck to your clothes? It smelled like loose turkey. That yeah. smell was stuck to my shirt and my pants for like weeks after. Even my mother, when I got home from the car accident, she was like, you smell like Andy. Yeah. That was, you know, her, she was like her stepdad, my grandfather. She's like, you smell like Andy. I was like, I know, like it's all over me. And he had died two years before that. So uh, that I believe was, in all of it. That was the first time I believed like I was like, OK, there's something there's so, because I heard a scientist talk about once. He was like, look, I can't tell you if there's an afterlife. I don't know. Nobody mm -hmm. can tell you that for sure. But so what I can tell you is that in just one of your billions of cells, just one of your cells, yeah. if we unraveled it, it's got enough energy to be an atomic bomb. So he said, so with that being said, if you have, you're made up of a billion atomic bombs right. energy wise, but they're so white, you know, uh, uh, tightly wound. He said, I know that energy has to go somewhere mm -hmm. when it is, you know, when it dies. It has to go somewhere. Where? I don't know. He was like, but I know for a fact your energy has to live on because it's scientifically impossible for the energy to just dissipate into thin air that much energy. So when my dad was dying of cancer, he was from the day of diagnosis to the day of death, it was seven days. It happened very quickly. He had pancreatic cancer and we were in the hospital at MD Anderson in Houston. And I was in the room with my dad and my dad was just like this funny, big stoic guy, like super Southern funny, just awesome. And I was like, you know, we were having an intimate moment and I was like, dad, you know, are you good? He's like, I know where I'm going. I'm not worried about it. Wow. And he told me about he had had an outer body experience when he was 21. He had lost his brother a couple years prior. Um, so he's like 21, same thing. He puts a car underneath the garbage truck. They, you know, he wakes up in the hospital and he said he saw himself being operated on the operating room and he went down like a long tunnel and he basically talked to his brother who had passed and he said, this is going to hurt. You're going to go back into your body. It's not your time yet. You got to take care of mom and dad. Like they can't lose both their kids, but you have a bigger purpose. And my dad said when he 
came back into his body. He had like his femur broken, both of his legs. He had like bit through his tongue, like really, sure. really bad. He asked the nurse when he woke up, he said, why is there a teddy bear and a choo-choo train up in the operating room? So at the top of the operating room, they had like kind of like a crown molding and they apparently would hide things up there. So if you were having an outer body experience, only you would see it up there. So they brought a specialist in and they were like, what did you see? He's like, well, there's a train up there and a teddy bear. And they're like, you had an outer body experience. Wow. So my dad, after that, my dad was kind of like, you know, like a real, just like, you know, never really believed in God. And after that, he said it totally changed his life. So when, unfortunately, when he was passing, he said, Heather, I am not worried. I know exactly where I'm going. Like, you don't need to worry about me. You know what's interesting? Like, so beautiful. So many people who have near-death experiences, mm -hmm. almost the one commonality they have is that they are not afraid to die anymore. Yeah. Once it happens to them. Yeah. And I mean, not to be really dark, but when my dad was dying, like when he took his last breath, I, oh God, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but um, my mom, my sister and I were in the room and it was the first night we had slept in like a week and we were at this hospital and we were up in palliative care. And then all of a sudden, like, I felt it. I woke up because I felt his spirit like wash over me. And I woke up, it was like 4 a.m. and the nurse runs in and he's like, you good? And I was like, he just passed, didn't he? Because I like felt it. The room was like ice cold. And he said, did you feel something? And I was like, yeah, he just like, I felt like my dad was like slapping me across the face oh as I was leaving. And that was it. And I don't know if that was like, I needed that moment to be the one to like feel my dad be like, okay, you got this. You what got a beautiful this. moment. I love what that a beautiful dad's moment. Yeah. last thing he ever did Just on earth is slap me on the tip yes he, he teabagged his own daughter <laughs> teabagged his own daughter amen yeah and that's honestly the relationship we had he that's was just, beautiful yeah yeah no that's uh it really is like pretty nuts like if you because if you talk to people mm -hmm. you know what's one thing i want to start doing more of and maybe we start doing it on the podcast or maybe i just start doing it on my own Talk to random elderly people. Mo nine times out of ten, this. if you stop and talk to an elderly person, they will talk to you because yeah. they because they um, have understood from all their l living that like that's what life's about. Like just having yeah. a conversation with a random stranger can give you more positive vibes than if you made a million dollars. Like Absolutely. it's just like that's what. So I, I never do it. You know, mm -hmm. usually I'm like, "Ew, get away from me! You're old. I don't want to get your death on me." Ew, you know. I'll but, kill you with my COVID that yeah. I've had sixty-five times. Yeah, yeah, Ew, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I really want to start talking to uh to older people. But I don't know. Listen, I live still live with my 75 year old mother. I mean, she's hot. She has the body of like a 22 year old Whoa. and was 12 years older than my late father. But my husband and I literally moved in with my mom in Atlanta. And because after my dad, I was like, well, you know, obviously that's my girl. And my mom and I have so much fucking fun together. But there are days where I would rather hang out with my mom and like tear tear it up and go get drunk at lunch and like talk about her days working for the airlines than hang out with 90% of my friends. Yeah. I'm like, y'all have not lived. You have no fucking perspective. Shut the fuck up, Cheryl. Yeah. I'm hanging out with Robin. I'm always so envious of, of people who have relationships like that with their moms and dads that like go out and drink and have fun. Because like my mm -hmm. mom still to this day, I'm 39 years old, I would feel uncomfortable cursing around my mother like i would never <laughs> go out and drink my father doesn't drink like no but my yeah. family's were never partiers like they do not do that and i'm like well i'm like i kind of want i want to do like blow with my mom yeah <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 my mom so my parents met in miami and my mom i would always be like mom did you do cocaine with dad and she was like no no but your father would sometimes smoke weed and then like hold me down and blow it in my face because he thought it was hysterical you know i don't like things that make me feel itchy in my skin i was like okay <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. just free base hot red chianti oh, all day yeah it. yeah oh, she's everything it. also if there's any um you know people out there listening who have hot rich zaddies maybe they're also a widow 
widower. Um, please, my mom is 75, Single. just hot, perky tits, and she is ready to get back on that horse. So please, like, let us I know. It. I would love to spend Christmases with your family. Amazing. And my mom would be a great stepmom. What a fun turn of events it would be if <laughs> one day I wound up being Heather's stepdad. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> my husband would love it. He yeah. would just, uh, yeah, this would be really great. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I would start, like, coming down on Jeff, like, you yeah. need to get your ass yeah. in gear. Please, please <laughs> fucking do it because I, my mom and him have a really cute relationship, but yeah. they're both from up north. My mom's from Boston and they're both like very Italian. And the way that sometimes they talk, like I was raised so Southern and so I'll be sitting in the kitchen and they're like, well, you know, I have the fucking yard guy da, 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 and screaming and I'm just like, what is what? happening? That foul mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Heather, where can people yeah. see you? Uh, you can see me on tour at heatherontour.com. I got a special coming out on October 17th and just come see me on the road. Instagram, TikTok, I'll be shaking my tits for the troops. That's it. You know, just you see me in Times Square. Just giving Amazing. me jobs. Again, get front yeah. row seats. You will see a titty. You will. Um, all right, so we got to go. We're going to the Delta Sky Club. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate it. This is great up. Thank you so much.